Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast, episode number 326. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a sometimes weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is The List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out December 28th, 2016. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're actually going to be taking a look at the state of Star Wars. We've got Rogue One, the first of these Star Wars story spinoff movies that just came out two, three weeks ago now. Holy uh, shit, Rogue One is a Star Wars story? It is a Star Wars story. I bet you didn't know that because it didn't have that written in the opening title, and there was no title crawl. There was no title crawl. It threw me off. <laughs> We'll talk about uh, that later. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the Star Wars episode films, as well as some of the Star Wars comic books, because, man, it's a great time for Star Wars. That's true. And it's also a great time. Uh, we've all worked today. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to have a beer. It is. And, Paulo, is. what are we drinking here? Uh, I picked all three of these beers up. Uh, I have two from Westbrook and uh, one from Evil Twin, but we're going to start off, you know, we're going to start off right by starting off with a rye pale ale. This is a uh, Westbrook uh, One Claw. It's uh, only 5.5% alcohol by volume, so uh, and we're splitting a can. And uh, it says uh, One Claw is a rye pale ale made with a heavy handful of malted rye and scoops of our favorite hop varietals. Um, I can see this being a good a good pale. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting much rye. This is uh, this was canned. On, uh, in April, it's just about January now. I think it's kind of run its course because you get a lot of maltiness to it. Yeah, I don't get any. I get malt, but not rye. You like, yeah, it's because the, the it's it's past its prime, sadly. But I can kind of see that like it's something that I'd want to try fresh. Yeah, yeah. But I just drank a whole bunch of the what sediment sediment. Yeah, it is and very it, it, sediment heavy. And it uh, it just went. I like felt it like it was like a jelly that th- went down my throat. It was very disconcerting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't uh, drink the sediment. I almost choked. I'm going to. You do. It's fine. You just know what you're doing. You just expect it. It's like I didn't notice it. Oh, uh, but Chris, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a uh, new beer from over at Dogfish Head, Ooh. and this is the Beer for Breakfast Stout. Ooh! I saw yes. this. Well, I saw people drinking it online, and I was very excited, so I'm very excited to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Um, this is a beer that has been brewed with Scrapple, which I don't know what Scrapple is. Scrapple is like, uh, I think it's like, Ground pig ends. Oh, so it's, so it's like, like bacon? bacon. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's a breakfast thing. It's like so it has, it's like bacon's version of spam. Mm. Okay, um, scrapple spices, coffee, and maple syrup with coffee added. Um, the pig on the label now makes more sense if it's brewed with bacon runoff or byproducts, what have you. Um, it is a nice breakfast out. It's Stands apart from the Founders Breakfast Set, which is really what I thought it was going to taste like. They're extremely similar, but they're still quite a little bit different. Um, I like it. I'm drinking this at room temperature. I would, I think I want to try it a little bit more chilled. I've got a six-pack of it, so I can sit on that and try it a little bit later. Because, hey, I'm off tomorrow. I, I can have another couple tonight. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I 
I really like this. Um, it is a new seasonal beer. Um, it's not something that's going to be offered like year round. Mm-hmm. Um, I may put one of these on the side just to sit on and see how that winds up aging. I do believe they did this beer last year too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scrapple, also known as Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch would be a great name for a trucker, by the way. It's also known as Pan Rabbit. It is traditionally uh, a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal, wheat flour, uh, and buckwheat flour and spices. Mm. And uh, so it's it, a nice. So it makes your pork meat go that extra mile. A nice oh, it's side. like a loaf. Yeah, it's like a loaf. <laughs> it's like a. It's like. So it could be where you get a little bit of that smokiness yeah. from yeah. the south end, but yeah, it's it's quite good. Um, I think the six pack was like fourteen ninety nine. It's a little bit more of a premium, but yeah, I think it's a very good showing from a very good brewery. A lot of beer for breakfast. A lot of their beers are now hitting that. They're they're kind of promoting themselves as the more premier kind of craft brewery. Their traditional stuff is gonna hook in around. Ten ninety nine for like mm-hmm. the sixty minute and some of their other beers, and then fourteen ninety nine, <laughs> and then just from there it just keeps going up to the forty dollar four pack of yeah the four fort or one twenty. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I don't mind spending fourteen for a six pack if it's something that's worth it. You yeah, know, it's a good showing. But yeah, the, most, of, most of the time, it's a four pack. But uh, I wouldn't do uh, that for, like, Flesh and Blood. It is a really good IPA. It's thirteen ninety nine a six-pack. Yeah, and that's a little pricey for, for that. And uh, definitely not the chemical attraction. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was 10 we, for a 4. Do they have prices right for beer? Because if they do, we should get John on it and, uh, <laughs> and definitely get him. I feel like he has insider information. So yeah, well... well <laughs> it, it, it is my job. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's that's kind of the breaking point. I mean, if I was to have to spend that much for flower power, yeah, I probably would do it because I love that beer. And yeah. I may have spent a little bit more for the next beer that I will be drinking later. Ooh. As well. uh, Stay enjoy. tuned for more. <laughs> at least trying, to, trying to do like a cliffhanger thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you enjoyed it, and you know, Dogfish Head's one of those ones for the most part. I'm willing to try what they've done. With that price point, I'd be willing to pick up a single bottle for like three, yeah. three dollars, maybe maybe three ninety nine, uh, because I, I'm interested. But yeah, fourteen dollars. and also I'm now at the point with drinking, just because you know, just being busy. Like I know if I bought the six pack of it, I'd have the one, and then months would go by, and I'd be like, oh right. I still have five more of these beers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, the holidays are over, so it's not like people are coming over to drink beer with me anymore. So it's I come just, every week. You come every, every week, week to drink beer with you. <laughs> I know. And we're finally getting to the beer that I bought back in, like, November, October. <laughs> the, the, and the beers that I bought to have for shows that we would have recorded if my work life wasn't absolutely crazy, <laughs> uh, I just wound up drinking after I got home from work said days because I was like, oh, I want this now. Hmm. I'm still getting through all my Christmas sales. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was not in a Christmas sale mood this year. I was. I uh, 
I got uh, the Lloyds Christmas from EBC. I got the Mad Elf, and I also got the 2X. And also uh, Chocovesa. Which was so good. That is very good. Stone. That is worth the. That is. If, that's yeah, a, that's, that's, one, that's a Christmas beer that I drank this year. Yeah. I think I have. I think I'm through all of them now. I, have, I still have one. I think there's you, a barrel aged one out there. Charred barrel. Uh, I've had four. I did. I had the Mad Elf, Ooh. the Insanely Bad Elf, Criminally Bad Elf, and then the Santa's Butt Porter. And yeah, they were all Christmas beers, but I, I just. I. Never remember actually liking the Mad Elf, and then having it again this year. I was just like, "Yeah, this beer just doesn't doesn't do it. Doesn't do it." I think it needs like, I think we sat on one for a year, and then it was better. We sat on the barley one because the, the ones like okay. an L, the other ones like a triple, like a, and then the other one like the seriously the, bad Elf is like a barley wine, isn't it? I, one of them's like a barley wine yeah. style. Yeah, you are correct with that, but yeah. Hmm. So, hey, whatever. Uh, and let's uh, we're gonna stick with Star Wars news for our yeah. mailbag news thing that we do. Uh, you mean the Weekend Geek? The Weekend Geek. It rhymes, so you remember it. <laughs> mailbag it's been, news. It's been, a, it's been long enough. I make all the names have the not. same letter, so it's Peter Parker and Bruce Banner. So that way, I remember who's who. It's Scott Summers. <laughs> And Charles Xavier, the weak and geek. Weak and geek. Uh, uh, and we were going to talk about uh, Rogue One. Rogue One's been doing some great, uh, great, great numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've surpassed six hundred million dollars in domestic. Uh, it's uh, six hundred fifty-three million dollars worldwide. Ooh. Domestic, it's three hundred fifty-eight million. Uh, but that is in a matter of three weeks, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And I think it was set records for our Christmas opening. Yeah, yeah. I or, think it set December. records for opening day showings too. Hmm. Opening weekend. Probably, um, it, it's still the number one movie after three weeks, wow. beating other movies that came out pre-Christmas, like Universal Sing, Sony's Passengers, the. Uh, Movie I kind of want to see starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence and what's his name? Chris Star Pratt. Lord. Chris Pratt, yeah. Chris Pratt, yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed, which I haven't heard good things about, but I would still check it out. Assassin's I, Creed is out? I didn't realize yeah. it came out. Wow. Yeah. But how about Monster Trucks, guys? That comes out January 13th. Uh, let's just stop when Chris was saying, like, it beat up movies like Universal. I originally, I swear I was like, Oh, they got another Universal Soldiers movie coming out? <laughs> and that that's no. They don't. Not in the theaters. Let's see. So for 2016, where is it? It is already number 11 on 2016 Worldwide Grosses. So uh, look for that crossing the top 10 really soon because it's definitely going to overtake Doctor Strange. And uh, if I mean, if we remember correctly from last year with Star Wars, it was Star Wars. Uh, Force Awakens was still making money in the theaters in like April. Yeah. So it's going to be continuing to just make money. Yeah. Which, you know, good on it. I mean, we'll talk about it more later, but yeah. Glad to see this performing. Yeah. Uh, And then on some uh, sad Star Wars news, uh, the passing of Carrie Fisher, 
our Princess Leia. Yes. Uh, who had a massive heart attack in a, on the plane to or from London? Uh, to Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah. And um, then just four days later, passed away. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day, her mom passed away. Debbie Reynolds, which I never realized that, you know, because I don't pay attention to actresses and actors. You know, she's Princess Leia, and she's also uh, the wife in Money Pit. No, no, Bachelor Party. Which which Tom Hanks movie is it? The Burbs. The Burbs. Oh, I like <laughs> the Burbs. She's the mom in the Burbs. Uh, oh, what her greatest performance ever, which is uh, Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Blues Brothers Thank is you. great. Curl but up and die. Being overshadowed by Star Wars, but yeah, definitely. Well, she she runs the curl up and die uh, hair salon. <laughs> that's the name of it in I'm, Blues Brothers. I'm it's not. great. It's punny. Mm-hmm. I think I got all the sediment in this one. My yeah. glass is a little cloudier than yours, Paul. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 tough to see anybody in the Star Wars family go um, at, at the age of sixty as, as well. And you know, she's yeah. she's battled uh, addiction. She's battled uh, she's bipolarism, and you know, she, she was very outspoken about it all. So yeah, uh, I I think you know it was a. Gr- Seeing her in the latest Star Wars, you know, Episode Seven, of Force Awakens, it was like this great like coming home, like comeback. She was like the comeback kid. You're like rooting for her to like just reemerge onto the greater, you know, uh, zeitgeist yep. again. And here she is. Like everybody's like, yeah, General Leia. Like not Princess Leia anymore. General Leia. Everybody's getting behind it. People were psyched to see her. And then all, you know. She's now gone. Granted, all the filming was done for Episode Eight, so she's in Episode Eight, yeah, yeah. and not in a creepy CG way. We'll talk about yeah, that they would later. never do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, she's she's there. She's in it. Like it's there, and apparently she has uh, two episodes of Family Guy that's coming out soon that she did the voice work already for. They're just animating it, so. Like, I really do feel like there was going to be this great momentum for her, uh, career-wise. and Much like Mark Hamill's been doing. Yeah. Well, He's going to have a TV show where he goes around and looks at, like, people's, like, collections. Like, comic books or Star Wars or anything nerd-related. Huh. That's kind of like giving Stan Lee that superhero show, though. Like, only, like, five people will ever really watch it. I don't know, like the comic book And only well. two people like it. Yeah, but that Stanley superhero show was completely different. It was like, here's a guy who can read real fast. Like there was that, and it, then there was the other one, where it was like the you dress up like the superhero you wanted to write or something. I don't even get it. Yeah, and it was just like Stanley just like standing in front of a prompter, being like, and let's see what they do. It was like Project <laughs> Runway for Stanley superheroes. It was weird. Yeah, it's bad. But they weren't even Stanley superheroes. Yeah, they're just people like, I'm Mr. Radiator. Come in here and I'll give you a hug and keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it a white band? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, the sidekick is Mr. Candy. I just uh, I've been I've been rewatching New Girl and there's an episode <laughs> in New Girl this way chloroform rag boy. <laughs> in New Girl this guy in this white van pulls up to Jess's little girl and was like 
hey, little girl, do you like candy? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, good. My mom ate too much. And, like, the side door opens and this old lady comes out with all this candy for her. I actually remember that little guy. <laughs> Sadly enough, that's that's how I've lived my life this whole time. Like, I'm like, yeah. Uh, he means offering kids candy. <laughs> <laughs> that my mom made way too much of. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely sad news mm-hmm. with Carrie, Carrie Fisher passing. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. But hey, at least there's always something to look forward to, whether it's a Star Wars movie or comic books coming out next week. Ooh. Or this week. We're doing the ones from this week, sorry. Yeah, no, I just posted this episode real late. This is, we, no, no. We're doing it thurs- on Thursday. These were the comic books that came out yesterday. The 28th. That I'm still looking forward to buying because I haven't purchased uh, the stuff I didn't like purchase yet. it either. Uh, and I am looking works. forward to one of my favorite series of all time, Saga. Number 41 is coming out, and this is Ooh. written by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. I believe I've been talking about this book for 41 issues. Uh, I think it's great. This is part five of The War for Fang, and uh, just absolutely loving it. I've been binge reading it, so I kind of wait to get a good grouping of the books going and then just purge them all and read them and love them. And uh, I've kind of hit that point where I want to read them month to month again because they're just so good Mm -hmm. that I want to keep the story going. Did your wife ever get the tattoo from Saga? Not yet. Not yet, but she's She still talks about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ever going? Are you going to get a saga tattoo with her? Is it going to be a couple's tattoo? No, I probably won't get a tattoo. No, I'm not a tattoo guy. No, no, you, you got an ageless beauty to you that uh, would only be marred. By I a have tattoo. these freckly arms that mm. your wife absolutely adores and yeah. loves, and because why she wants would to... I mar them with yeah. tattoos? When, especially when my wife can come over here and play connect the dots on your arm. It's so much fun. <laughs> Yes. Chris, what book are you looking to? I'm sorry. I'm derailing everybody today, and I'm just rolling. I don't know why. I'm sorry, guys. All right, Chris. Well, it's, been, it's been a while since we've got one of these, so you got to get all that zaniness out. No, nobody else will listen to you or put up with it. <laughs> guys, have I told you the uh, theory that I have about the uh, DC? Anyways, the book that I'm looking forward to is coming out from DC Comics, and it's Titans number six. Um, this is part six of the Return of Wally West. Um, I'm glad to see Wally back. Uh, happy to see him alongside his friends and teammates over in the Titans. It might not be the best story, but we're still getting those character bits that show who Wally is, and and I appreciate it for that. Uh, this is written by Dan Abnett with art by Brett Booth. Uh, it's it's a fun book. If it was called The Flash, I think it would be a little bit better because it would focus a little bit more on Wally, not just have him as kind of like the marquee Titan, but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm continuing uh, to dig this. Cool. I'm looking forward to reading those because I haven't been. I did um, just sit down and read a ton of Hell Jordan and the Green Lanterns, mm. and I'm looking forward to doing the same thing with uh, Nightwing and uh, the other Green Lantern book. Yeah, uh, what did you think of those? Hell Jordan's not to side uh, sidebar this more, but I like them. It may, it kind of feels like going home again. Mm. Like it has that feel. Like does, does he the... still have the weird backpack thingy, or nope. has he actually got a ring? He's a ring. Oh, good. It's a ring slinger again. I might have to read those, son. It's yeah. it's good. Like I said, I mean, 
it takes a little bit to get off the ground, but let's see. Once it starts going, the Green Lantern books have been great again. Yeah, I will agree. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Paul, Space Cops. Yeah, Space. Is he Green Lanterns? Is Space Cops? That's that's what I like. That's what I need. Uh, Chris, you remember Civil War back in like last year when it started? I do. We we read the first one. And yeah, and you remember what happened? Not reading anymore. Yeah, because you know what they did. They killed Rhodey. They charged five ninety nine for a book, and then they killed uh, Jennifer Walters, She Hulk. They killed Rhodey. They were just killing characters left and right with no abandon, or with little abandonment. Abandonment? I don't know the phrase. But anyways, so that- One Direction and Marvel was killing. <laughs> what you said that with the band? <laughs> oh, with little abandon. Yeah, they're a little band over right? there. Uh, they broke up. They have their. They're yeah, they all couldn't doing... cope with killing Geo. <laughs> but anyways, that definitely Civil happened. War was fought over this. <laughs> I definitely remember that being the linchpin, right? Like them going up against you know Captain Marvel, uh, uh, deciding to you know try to stop threats before they you know things, and that was a big thing. Jennifer Walters in a coma, then she dies. That's how I remember reading it. And all of a sudden, I, I look at the uh, books that came out this week, and there's a new Hulk book, number one. And I'm like, hey, that looks like a girl Hulk. Weird. I wonder if it's like, uh, you know, Red Hulk again, you know, Red She-Hulk again. No, it's Jennifer Walters. She's back. She's back. Remember when she almost died in Civil War? I thought she did die. Eh, wrong. That's the whole point of Civil War was because they just died. Thought the whole war, the whole Civil War... Yeah, you're right. That happened. I don't know. I don't. We care. stopped reading the books because I'm like, man, they're killing everybody. No, we stopped reading the book because it was five ninety nine a month, and we're not going to pay that. Mm-mm. But anyways, um, apparently Jennifer Walters wakes up. Did you guys know that Hawkeye killed Hulk, like Bruce okay, Banner? I did know. Yes. So now, uh, so Jennifer Walters is trying is uh, out of her coma. Apparently, it was just a coma. And she's not totally awesome. She's not totally awesome. Uh, and she's not feeling totally awesome. She's just trying to get uh, her legs back under her and everything. Uh, but she realizes that uh, she's no longer She-Hulk. She is the one, the only. The Hulk. Mm. Even though there's a totally awesome Hulk running around, too. But she's the only Hulk. Other than Abomination and Mr. and uh, the guy with the big head. Mr. Fi- Mr. Fix-It? Leader. Le- the leader. Yeah. But uh, there it is. But she's still. But it's not like she's stuck in Hulk form. She's still Jennifer Walters, like page one. So I'm like, what? No, wait. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to read this book. I might be angry about it. Ugh, you're going to Hulk out about it? <laughs> I, might, I thought I just did. Apropos. Apropos. Somebody save me. Uh. And we are enjoying White Tie. It's not mellowing me out at from all. From Westbrook. <laughs> Uh, this is a so an ale brewed with spices. I believe this is like a saison mm-hmm. brewed with like chai spices. I'm enjoying it. I get a little bit of ginger on it, and yeah, you get the coriander, ginger. orange peel. Um, Luckily, I don't get the coriander. Ginger root. I hate and then you have uh, sorachi ace hops, which is one of my favorite mm. hops. Uh, and it's good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's um, light, and I think that's on me for having it for so long. 
No, I've had it before, and oh, I've really? had it fresher. It tastes about the same. It's saisani. Yeah, it's a light, refreshing beer. I think this would be a nice summer porch drink, or you know, at any time in Orlando, Florida, porch drink. Because hey. guys, next week when it's going to be seventy-five degrees with a low of sixty. Yeah. What? It'll be, it'll be nice when we're running that's, at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Man. We had all the weather today. Like, it started off snowing blizzard, then it turned to rain, and then the sun came out, and then it went back to just regular snow. Like, welcome to Buffalo. We had all the weather. <laughs> like, low of zero, high of 50, with snow throughout. Like, it's. Somebody save me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just everywhere. And Chris will say, and now a dramatic reading. Or what's his beer? Oh, Chris well, has got a beer. Say, I have a, I have he, a beer, too. He's drinking. I'm sorry. Oh. Paul just rambled on. I didn't know, <laughs> I know. what was going on. I, I, I'm... Um, Bad podcast, My next sir. beer is one of my favorites. Also, John, one of your favorites. Ooh. And this is Founders Backwoods Bastard. Oh. After after my beer store saying that they won't be getting it this year, uh, and I gave up hope, I went in there today to get beer for the show tonight, and they had it. They had like three four packs left, so I grabbed one of them. Um, yeah, fifteen ninety nine for the four pack, but okay. I still agree with this decision because that's only what like four doing? bucks, four bucks a bottle. And I mean, I would spend more on that if I went out to like to drink one somewhere. I think I paid more than that actually at Founders for a pint. So hmm. Hmm. I, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just a few dollars off from. I think it was either. I think it's fourteen ninety nine for Thir- a four pack. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine. I'm mean, a, a little bit further away, so that makes sense. But it was at yeah. the store I went to today, and I thought about picking it up. And then again, I'm like, but I won't get to drink it. But that's okay. Yeah, but you can, can sell her that one. <laughs> sell her on that one. It yeah. is good the next year as that well. Backwoods bastard, oh, so good. Asian oak bourbon barrels, man. Uh, it's, it's great. It is. It is, and probably will always be in my top five favorite beers. As it rightfully should be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's relatively, like, it's mid, it's mid favorite beer of all time. Like, it's mm. like a three. Okay. Depending on things. I will that's prob- high if you, uh, you know, are talking about your top ten favorite beers of all time. Top 20, wow. You know, number three. You've had thousands of beers, so <laughs> any, any beer that's in the top, like, you know, if you had thousands of beers, any beers in your top 50 are super excellent beers that you should just order at any time. And I do. Anytime I see it, if I see it out on tap somewhere, I always get it. Oh, Chris, yeah. Chris, how's that bottle? Tastes good. Tastes good. Mm. Mm. It feels right. Yeah, it is right. Much like so right. reading from a comic book. I have and now... Dramatic reading from Titans, number five, page 14, panel one. I know I'm crazy. I saved them all. Was a an insane thing to promise. Bad things happen when the flash runs too fast. That was a dramatic reading from Titans, number five, page 14, panel one. I uh, just uh- finished up... Uh- the second season of The Flash. I guess it's on Netflix. So good. 
Like that whole season was just like. I thought the Kevin Smith episode, though, you know, when he goes into the Speed Force, was like Kevin Smith trying a little too hard to pluck at the heartstrings. I don't remember that. It's uh. Is that when he goes to the other world? No, no, he's in the Speed Force. I don't remember. I watched them all last year. Sorry, Paul. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I've had a little trouble uh, keeping up with it this year. Still good. Yeah, he just, with everything, I haven't watched any of the shows that I normally watch, and I feel bad, because I I love those shows, like Arrow and Flash, iZombie, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of them. I thought that they had a deal with Netflix where we would be getting them like as they came like a couple weeks after they came out. Is yeah. that the, they had that with they had a deal with Hulu, and now they're trying to promote their their app, app service. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, I don't. This was kind of news today, but we didn't talk about it. Did you see Hulu's getting a bunch of Disney movies? No, the older yeah, ones. Um, yeah, who's going to be getting a bunch of the Disney back catalog stuff? So I don't know when it's actually happening, but they said they're going to get like Nightmare Before Christmas, Pocahontas, Hercules, like a lot of different things. And then like side stuff like the Mighty Ducks movies and things like that. I like the Mighty Ducks movies. So it's like going to be split between Netflix and Hulu. And I'm wondering if they're seeing which one's kind of more beneficial, like which one they kind of get the most attention and money from. Because mm-hmm. there were the rumors going around like, Disney. Two months ago, like where Disney was supposed to be buying Netflix. What? Yeah, Just buying Netflix. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the rumor. Like, since they're doing their um, they're trying to get into the digital like streaming services with Disney Movies Anywhere, where if you buy a Disney movie, there's the code inside that when you redeem it, it gives you a digital copy of the movie on um, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. Um, that maybe they were going to be trying to just dip more of a toe into that kind of. Uh, distribution venue. I've never redeemed any of those codes. I have, um, but that's because it's the same code that you can put in for your uh, Disney Movie Rewards. Oh, okay. I don't use iTunes mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, honestly, I don't. Again, like just the way Devour Media has kind of changed because I did use iTunes, I'd buy the songs I like, but now I just use Spotify. Mm hmm. And just stream everything that way. I don't even do like the pay for like download your songs, listen to whatever you want. But I just listen to like streaming radio, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I usually just spend my time just on listening to podcasts or books on tape. Mm-hmm. Which complete sidebar again. Um, did any of you check out that podcast that I recommended? Not yet. I, no, not yet. Because I haven't. I'm like I'm like 24 episodes into it. Uh, it's called uh, a Hello from the Magic Tavern. And it's a improv comedy podcast where a guy from Chicago goes through a magic portal behind a Burger King, ends up in a magical land, and then he hosts a weekly podcast with a talking badger and a wizard. Hmm. And it's all world building. Like every single episode, they talk about something different that just kind of deepens the story. And it's pretty fun. Like it's it's a good listen. I recommend it. Thank you. Yeah, I will. No, I did recommend it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying to people that listen. I don't think we could recommend uh, going to see Rogue One enough. No. Because I want to see it again. I've been trying to. It's been hard, though. Uh, I definitely want to see it again. I saw it in 3D. Mm. 
uh, which I believe took me out of the movie a little bit because um, when you're trying to do that depth yeah. of vision, mm-hmm. uh, some stuff in the f- foreground is blurry, and then when there's action moving around, that blurriness is all over, and it kind of yeah. throws me off a little bit. Um, so it took me out a little bit, and then when there was really good, like like when they're trying to get the um, the data disc, the data the- disc, mm-hmm. and then like she looks down, like I'd go like, "Oh man, that looks really good." And again, mm-hmm. like taking me out of the movie, um, but I loved it. Did you guys see it in regular two D? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just saw it in uh, regular D. But the thing I don't like about three D is just when you have the glasses on, this it just kind of makes everything darker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is actually kind of a brighter Star Wars movie, so I don't know if it would be as noticeable, but... Well, like, when they're on the one planet, it's so dark and rainy, and it was... It seemed extra dark. Hmm. Believe it. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I saw it in regular Technicolor. Um, so... And I, I really enjoyed it, and I... I it's Quentin Tarantino. Well, I don't know. It was, uh... <laughs> but I don't see yeah, me me uh, it, it, the 3D adding anything to my experience because I really enjoyed the the action was a lot of fun when they were out in space and that the space battles but I thought the characters in it was the driving force of the whole scene you know uh, the whole story and I really just enjoyed that because it is bringing a band together for a heist <laughs> yeah that shit is, and it was so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, and go ahead. You knew where this movie kind of had to start off. You knew where it had to end, and it's a play in that just narrow time frame. It did it so well. Um, I was explaining this movie to someone as basically episode three point five, mm-hmm. but you don't need to see any of the prequels to understand what's happening. As long as you have a knowledge of Star Wars: A New Hope you'll be able to jump into this. Yeah. And I, I I, don't know if I said it to you guys or if this was like a side conversation. I think that's why they didn't have the opening text crawl on this because this is kind of taking place of the prequels. I'm not saying like washing them from existence, but maybe they're kind of like shuffling it to the back end where it's like, uh, yeah, those happened. You don't need to know about them. Yeah. And they didn't want to kind of like recall those events. It also, it's not an episode title. It's not a titled episode. It's not number... Th- yeah. it, it's not... three. It's We could say it's 3.5, but it isn't. So what would you... That iconic scroll is for those episodes. It's it a, needs to, it's a I, zero I issue. It's hard to say that that's for those episodes when that's all we've ever had before. Like, right. I don't see anything that would discount this from having that, because they could easily put up something that is like... Oh, after the construction of the Death Star at the hands of Emperor Palpatine and his close- Lieutenant Darth Vader, like they could still set that stage, but they just they'd go into a cold. They just boom, yeah. Rogue One. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And even- also, it would just be the same scroll that was in A New Hope, right? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except you know they don't have the plants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're not but even they, aware. They, They're learning about the know. plants. And that's the thing. We, but they could make mention to you know, Galen Urso, like, mm-hmm. 
a steam I, cut, I mean, yeah. that's basically what Star Wars is. It, like, walked you through the characters you were just about to be introduced to. Like, no point to it doesn't need to happen, but... You know what? I, I was, I've been thinking them. about it, and I think that Clone Wars animated movie had the scroll, and it didn't. And it wasn't an episode title. Remember that horrible one where it was Anakin? I don't know if I ever saw that. It's Anakin saving the Jabba baby. I, oh, okay, yeah, I did see that. Vaguely I remember. remember. I, I didn't really pay too much mm-hmm. attention. I think it's where the Clone Wars. In the, in the good animated series, you know, yeah, they well, did both a, of them they did like a movie, a, yeah, before yeah. it to like launch that series, yeah, yeah. But it actually came out in theaters and stuff. It was kind of weird. Uh, uh, no, I, I liked, I loved the movie. Uh, I thought it was great. I have very little, if any, complaints about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had. No problem with the computerized Peter Cushing. Who's Peter Cushing? Uh, he played... Um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, Tarkin! Okay. I don't know who people are. He played Tarkin. <laughs> uh, um, I, I have issue with it, and it's not because I don't think they shouldn't have done it. I just think it doesn't look as good as I know they can do it. I think um, it was right there. I think that is the uh, what you call it that uh, uncanny valley. I think it hit it. I I, th- I think it's it's definitely in the uncanny valley. It's it's not quite polar exp- uh, express scary, mm-hmm. but it, it's a step up from that. It doesn't look completely terrible until you remember in Captain America: Civil War, we actually got young Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And it looks so convincing. It's so spot on. And they basically did the same thing. They had an actor on set standing in form, and then they just like CG'd the F out of his face and made made him young Robert Downey Jr. Um, Tarkin, it's just... It's very good video game graphics. And yeah. it, it just kind of took me out of the movie. Because one thing I know Peter Cushing said, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they couldn't get him. They tried. Yeah, that for thirty years. He's been dead. Yeah, when you see his reflection in the glass when they're on the Star Destroyer or whatever they're in, now, I can't remember. That's convincing enough. Like you can see the features, you can tell it's him. But as soon as he turns around, and he starts like, interacting with people. That's when like the skin's like just kind of plasticky looking, and it's just like oh, okay. Yeah. And then they bring him back later for like a longer segment. I, I don't dislike the fact that they did it. I think it's awesome that he was there. We know him from episode four being in control, like in command of the Death Star project. So yeah, he's he's got to be there. No issues with that. I just I wish they had gotten whoever did RDJ from Civil War to uh, or even to, to tap the buttons though. Even the group that do the um, Planet of the Apes movies. I mean those those the, aren't real the, apes. The, no, hmm. no, wow. it's it's all other oh, monkeys. It's all Andy Circus. and i mean it i know the way i'm talking about it makes it sound like oh like nerd rage i still love this movie like i i I, I desperately want to throw more money at it like i can't wait to go see it again my um we went on christmas uh my father my mother-in-law and my wife and when we got out no one in the car had realized that he was computerized. Really? Uh, my dad was like, man, they got somebody that really looked like, uh, you know, the guy from Dracula. And I'm like, Peter Cushing. 
And he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, he was, that was computerized. And my dad was like, no way. Well, they did the same thing with um, Mon Mothma, though. They found an actress that looks just like her. And it works so well. So I'm wondering if maybe they just figured, like, oh, there's nobody really with those like creepy cheekbones. There's alive. no, like, there's just, nobody no. that looks like <laughs> that looks like Peter Cushing, and she, um, she's from the prequels. Ah, oh, maybe that's why I'm like she. No, oh, she, yeah, she, she was yeah, definitely no, she, yeah, she yeah, yeah, she played her in the sequels, and then the the Princess Leia too. I thought I thought the Princess Leia looked a lot better than the Mon than the uh, Tarkin. Yeah, I, I agree, and also uh, she's on screen shorter. Like well, for a shorter amount of time, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, I think if she had been walking around and interacting with people, it maybe would have started to get a little bit funkier. But I mean, spoilers for a movie that you know how it's going to end already. <laughs> yeah, man, it went right up to the beginning of episode four, and I love it for it. Uh, yeah, and I heard that was a lot of people's complaint about it, and I was like, no, it makes perfect sense. The movie was supposed to take you to the moment. <laughs> that a new hope starts, and it, and it just it ended. Did. And I didn't know it was going to get to that point, but as soon as you see those rebel troopers with that yeah. big, elongated helmet, like running around with white walls, and I was just like, "Holy crap, they're doing this!" Mm-hmm. It was the siren. just start cutting fools down. Oh. And like, oh my god, I didn't realize how bad this was. And then he like crushed people with his hand, like just with the force, like lifting people up, yeah. and just crushing and, and pulls the guns. Sh- shout out to. Um, episode four princess leia now because they were literally like right in front of vader when he's killing people and she still tries to play it off like no we're on a diplomatic mission like we don't know what you're talking about well that's on a whole different ship well yeah but it was a different ship that was on board that other ship Mm -hmm, that shot out like yeah i was talking to john about this because you know i couldn't help myself and uh I, I know you guys are friends. You can talk. <laughs> I, you know, they are present. Like I, it was I have really hard for me because I didn't have a microphone in front of me to talk to Paul. <laughs> it is. It's really difficult. Uh, and I was saying I, I I love this movie so much, and my only complaint is that it's it's so everything is c- cemented. Like it's all tied up hey, like, because it's like a doctor who fixed point in time. yeah it's a fixed moment in time it's a cement ball like there's no, nothing is escaping from that story to come out to do anything new you know we're not going to get anything out out of the story more They're like this is it like it's a condensed I'm, i keep on describing it i'm doing my hand motion like i'm making and, a snowball yeah like <laughs> it's, it's a con- everything's condensed, everything's jam packed in there, and there's nothing is going to leave that little orb. I think the, because the best I, you I, can I, look for, Paul, is like the extended edition. Because if we notice oh, yeah, yeah. anything from those trailers that we saw, yeah. there nothing. was <laughs> lots of stuff that we saw in those things that weren't in the movie. If you keep on fighting, what will you become? That line's not in it. <laughs> like, uh, how about um, your she rebels? She, yeah, she doesn't rebel in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's going to hit the switch so the uh, satellite dish can send the stuff up. And the, the TIE fighter doesn't see, like, show a up. TIE fighter there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. So I, I think we'll get like some cool extra scenes from this. And but, also, I'm okay with going a little bit further back, whether it's in some other form of media, like a comic book or another movie, and getting more of Cassian Andor's story. Yeah, because he seems like... There's a redemption story for him here at that very end when he's like, no, we've all done horrible things. 
So oh, just that, I mean, to see yeah. how stone cold of a spy that he is that he just blasts that dude that he gets that oh, little yeah, bit yeah. of information from. So you see there, and then you like, but then he has so he could take that shot. and But he gets the orders to kill uh, Orson, not Orson, what's his name? Galen Urso. Urso. And, and you think that he would just take it, take the shot, because he did like straight up kill that one, the one guy. Um, with the bummer. But that uh, that other dude was so squirrely, and the like the troopers were right there. I oh, don't blame he, him for that at all. Yeah, he yeah. But like, this that, is that's one of those like situations you're in, and you're like, man, I leave this guy here, he's still gonna rat me out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy's. I don't, I don't see that being in cold blood at all. Like, okay. But that 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 was heavy though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I see what you're saying that we want to. Like a, his more of his story because I kind of want to see his. Also, if we go back more into his story, we get more of everyone's brand new favorite Star Wars character ever, K two S O. Yeah, yeah, maybe him, repro, you know, kidnapping him or reprogramming him or whatever. And man, that was a dark scene where K two S O had to like serial Jack <laughs> is like <laughs> another one of them. Like, oh, <laughs> this is. Android, android crime, man. Like everything about this movie, like it, it sold me on what a Star Wars story could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for everything else we're going to get now with our young Han Solo movie. I'm hoping they kind of play it more on that darker edge of like the scoundrel that Han always kind of was in your mind, and we got glimpses of when he, you know, he so like poor Greedo. So the Cassian movie that you want, it's <laughs> the young Han Solo movie. Enough, yeah. Maybe they, maybe they're scoundrels together. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Maybe they were both in the Imperial Academy together, and they both get kicked out. Oh, they're just two rebels smoking in the in the boys' room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, getting back to um, Alec Alec uh, Tudyk playing K two S O K two S O. Uh, Tony Daniels, who plays C three PO, came on to set for Rogue One, and uh, he was there. He was, uh, C three PO yeah. was in. The show. Uh, I think <laughs> he was more. Yeah, um, but he was really talking about how awful it was to play a droid and everything, mm-hmm. and kind of was a little bit of a jerk towards Alan Tudyk, especially mm-hmm. when. Well, oh, because it's all motion capture now. Especially when he saw it was motion capture. <laughs> like, oh my god! I never. <laughs> he that. was just like. I passed out. I'd pass out for hours, and nobody would know because I was just propped up in a corner. He's like, it was the worst. You got ex- Alan Tudyk like running around in his pajamas with like weight balls taped to him. Oh so, my god, poor Anthony Daniels. Uh, he felt like he felt really bad, and he also didn't want to leave it at the fact that like the guy seemed really mad at him. Mm-hmm. So at the premiere, he went up and he went to talk to him. Um, and uh, as he approached uh, Daniels, uh, Daniel shook his hand, and then he, Alan Tudyk asked, like, how'd you like it? And he said, fuck you, <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> and he's like, uh, when he caught back, he said, you know, he did a great, great performance. So he's like, that was, like, the greatest anyone's ever critiqued <laughs> my acting, that he just said, fuck you to me. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny story. Yeah. Well, it's, he definitely has his leaf on the wind moment too. Uh, K two. 
Yeah. So, you but, know, with the whole, like, just blasting troopers. <laughs> I, you know, I love that one scene where he's like, oh, they the rebels went in there. And then the buzzer goes off. <laughs> That's one of them now. <laughs> because it so reminds me of episode four where, you know, it's that moment where, no, no, don't come down. We're, we're fine. We're fine. And then he shoots the control panel. <laughs> yep. Luke, we're going to have company. Like, because it's that kind of humor that, like, just, like, this lying by the seat of your pants. Like, we don't have a plan, but the plan is to develop a plan as we're going because we don't know what we're going to face. Yeah. And I loved uh, her speech. The The plan is we take a chance and we keep on taking chances until the chances are out or we win. <laughs> like, perfect. Like, that's that's how you have to... When you're up against incredible odds, there's nothing else but that. Like, just keep going. It, it does have that kind of moment where it's like, all right, yeah, we got our dirty dozen here. Let's let's go give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, that was, like, that risk of sounding really... She's, like, just a powerful moment where, like, they load all these guys onto a ship, and they don't even know if they're going to be able to get onto the planet. Yeah. Let alone try to steal these, uh, these plans. Well, I, I just, you know, it's that Cassian moment. It's like... No, we've all done horrible things. This is our one chance to make it up. And if if we don't do this and the rebellion fails, then we just did a lot of shit for nothing. And I can't live with that. So I'd rather die trying trying than because if we don't try, I well, I'm dead anyways because and, I'm dead inside. Yeah, and it's that like let's let's try because we need to do this because it's the mm-hmm. end if we don't. But then it's like, so we got to get on there. Hurdle number one. Mm-hmm. We got to get the thing. Hurdle number two. Then, giant hurdle, get it off the planet to everyone uh-huh. else. And uh, it just works, I mean, in that like last this? kind of hurrah that you, you know, you see like, uh, you know, the wild bunch or something like that. And you know, as Chris said when this movie was announced, like everybody's got to, everybody's got to die, mm-hmm. and it's true. And like when we left the theater with my family, everyone was like, "I didn't expect everyone to die." And I'm like, "But if people didn't, it wouldn't have the same impact. You wouldn't. It yeah. it would yeah. take away from it. It would it would feel cheesy, cheesy." In and a way. every every single one of those characters too has that moment. Like, cause you all, you expect every single one of them. They, they're going to go at some point, mm-hmm. but there's that moment right before, like, oh man, this is, this is when K2SO is going to go. Yeah. This is when the the pilot, like Bodhi Rock, Bodhi Rook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when he's on that, like, <laughs> like that yeah. day goes in, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and since we haven't talked about him yet, uh, the Force Monk, uh, Jared Imwe. Oh, so good so good and that's another character that if they can do a a comic book like issue or arc something about that dude I want I want to know him and um Baze's story like I want to see the two of them uh, alright I have a question about those two I took yes. it as they're lovers yeah okay because I talked to our, my friends Katie and Eric and they're like no 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 they're not lovers it's like a father son kind of thing and I'm like no <laughs> It's like the one guy that's begrudgingly helping out the other guy. I'm like, no, I think they 
love each other. They're, yeah, they're. I think they're together. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was open up, open enough to let us read into that relationship that way, if, if you want, and you know, if not, you can say, oh, they're just war buddies, you know. Yeah. See, I, I didn't see it that way. I see it more of like they were both. I forget, I forget what they call them, like guardians mm-hmm. or whatever. For the on that temple, yeah. Like, and they both kind of like their station became pointless after like the Jedi were killed off. So like they're still there. Like one still has faith. One's lost it. Like that's just where they're at. I, I didn't read into it as much as they're like coupled up as much as I did. Um, Finn and Poe in episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just well, that like, moment where he some runs. Stuff happened in that tie fighter when we weren't watching them that there's, I mean, there's a difference. Like if we were in a gunfight, and one of you walked out there and saved the day and were shot and killed. I love you both like brothers, but I would kind of be like, thank you guys. And I would stay where I was. I wouldn't run out. I wouldn't cradle you in my yeah. in my arms. And then pretty much say there is no, I'll, I'm going to see you when I go and then mm-hmm. walk to my death. Just yeah. as he did that slow march, then he get, and he takes on that mantra yeah, but again. Must have like giant laser gatling guns either. Though. <laughs> I have giant I nerf I, I gatling feel guns. A lot more comfortable walking into like certain death. But I mean, he was just going straight. He mm-hmm. wasn't dodging. He wasn't anything. He was marching to his death, and he was going to take out as many people as he could. And he did a so. pretty good job. There were so many yeah. moments, like you said, like oh, this is where they're going to die now. And I kept on having those moments like, well, maybe maybe he can pull it out. Maybe they can pull it out. Like, maybe they maybe they get to the chopper. Maybe uh, they close it up. Close it up. <laughs> but uh, I love the lines, too, because oh. the like the they're not they're not AT-ATs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're something else. But they even say in the movie, like, oh, yeah, did you see the, these the ones that we have here are out of order and they have new ones coming? Like, mm-hmm. that's why those the ones in this movie look different than yeah, AT-ATs. Yeah, because they're like those... personnel, they're armored personnel vehicles. Like, yeah, because they the the, uh, the doors lift up almost like out of uh, episode three, like the uh, weird the, ships. The chopper ship. Yeah, the chopper dropships. Yeah, uh, but man, watching those um, Tie Fighters take those things out, mm-hmm. like the one guy just they kept zapping it like in the leg until it just collapsed. You mean on. the uh, X Wings? X Not Tie Fighters. Sorry, and, but uh, yes. there there's the Blue Skull Watchering. <laughs> They're wet, the Blue Squadron. They, the the, the uh, Blue Squadron gets into the planet, and uh, that's why we don't have a Blue Squadron anymore. And uh, Also why we don't have a Red 5 anymore. Yeah, that happens. You see, you see Red 5 go, and that's why yeah. Luke's able to take that call sign. Yeah, you're like, why um, is Luke number 5? Oh, that's why, because it was the only one available. Also, cool thing that I caught, because, I mean, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars nerd. Mm-hmm. I grew up with it. I've breathe this pop culture phenomenon my entire life I love the fact that they actually took footage of like Red Leader mm-hmm. and other pilots from A New Hope that wasn't used and used it in this movie Yeah, for like the attack on the shield like that was awesome and like the, the people I went with I work with and yeah they're all Star Wars fans but like none of them caught that it, no I one put- else noticed that I felt when I heard those voices again, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like playing 
like right? later. I, like <laughs> yeah, like I I felt like it was like playing like the old uh, like Rogue Squadron or old uh, X Wing games because you know with the voices coming over and you know it isn't quite right but it works. Yeah, like I'm like oh this is a clip. They're playing me a clip right now, just like if it was a video game. Yeah, like uh, and probably the one of the greatest scenes is I have a plan. Get me a hammerhead. And yeah, <laughs> oh, just yeah. driving. Oh, just like, and they, they they just race for it, and like they just run into the star destroyer. So good. And they drive it down on the shield. To make it I loved how bright, how like freshly painted the star destroyers were, and they didn't feel CGI CGI to me. They they felt no, like they, they were look, models. They looked like models. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I, and, like that made me smile so much. Like I was just sitting there, grin going ear to ear, like because I'm like. And I whispered to my dad, I'm like, those look like models. Because my dad whispered to me, as soon as he saw a Tarkin, he's like, oh, that's CGI. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Your dad's smarter than mine. <laughs> well, my dad loves CGI. He's loved CGI forever. Like, he he has this antique, and he'll sit there and draw, you know, like, he, on his free time. he He's a digital, you know, he's a free digital artist on his free time. Like, that's, he loves doing it. Uh, so, yeah, he'll spot it right away. I'm like... And he's like, so he leans over. Oh, that's CGI. And then, like, as the scene goes on, he's like, it's pretty good, though. (laughs) Yeah. The eyes were dead. And we both agreed that, like, yeah, they just couldn't get the eyes quite right. Yeah. But, I mean, he was, like, you know, they show him, like, looking with his eyes. Like They just looked plasticky. And, like Chris said, the fold to the skin, it just didn't feel like. Yeah. You know, and especially uh, how old he was. It would almost have more, and it, they it wouldn't. It shouldn't be so opaque. The skin, it yeah. should have a little. Yeah. Uh, how? I mean, we talked a little bit about Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Val, uh, Vader's castle. Um, I yeah. Quick, quick word about Vader, since we kind of already talked about his assault on like the rebel troopers there. That as like they're trying to hand off the plans. Mm-hmm. Seeing that scene and then rewatching A New Hope, because of course. Yeah, I rewatched A New Hope. You like, have right to, because <laughs> um, it's just the movie continues. See, seeing Vader like be the ultimate badass, like, and then seeing him again in A New Hope, which you know takes place like right after these events, and his lightsaber duel with Obi Wan, it's just like, oh, this is really bad. No, no, like, just, it, like the the lightsaber dueling is like so stiff. It is. It's just these awkward, light, like. like Seeing like what lightsaber duels became when they did the prequels, and now with Vader and Rogue One, mm-hmm. like when you have a lightsaber, you you just become the ultimate badass. Like that's what happens. And yeah, you know we haven't gotten so much of that with Kylo Ren and Rey with Episode Seven, but also those fights are a little bit more impactful. Like even watching Empire Strikes Back the other day, like the Vader Skywalker lightsaber duel is something that's so far beyond what they had in New Hope that when I saw that moment again I was like oh this this is sad now and not just because Obi-Wan surrenders himself to the force like it's this doesn't have the gravity that it used to when I was watching this before see I always took you know after the prequels came out I used to you know say well this is Vader how many years has he like not needed to like really wield the lightsaber and then you're then you, yeah now we watch rogue one and he's like wields it and he's like you know deflecting 
bullets. Yeah. Laser bolts and, uh, all the I time. Mean, you do know? you guys notice, too, like, he throws that guy up to the ceiling, and oh, when he walks yeah. by, he cuts him in half? Yeah. And John, I'm sorry, I did interrupt it. you, so I just wanted to remind you that you were speaking before uh, about Vader. No, and, and no, that's I mean that's totally true because I I mean I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember too that Vader, for that that time in between three and and four, he's hunting down Jedi and killing them. So yeah. Uh, but do you guys remember him being such a punny little bitch? I remember him making a lot of jokes <laughs> after he chokes a bitch. Yes, <laughs> it's like. Apology accepted. <laughs> but I just love you know, that, like, don't choke on your, <laughs> your ambition. I, your ambition. I, I can't remember if I said this to you, Paul, or if I it said, said it to someone me, that yeah. I work with. Um, I felt this was Vader more trying out his shtick, <laughs> like, solo to see, like, how it sounds out loud. And then when he's like, oh, I can't do the puns, like, that's when he's around other people and he just makes it sound more badass. <laughs> but, like, like, apology accepted. Like, when he. When he did that, and then he turns and a little flare of his cape, and he's walking away. I was like, "You go, girl! You got him!" <laughs> I didn't mind it. Like it was a little eye rolling, but took me out of it for that second. I was like, "Really? <laughs> really?" It was like he just, you know, it's like that delivering of a line, just because you got this guy. Like you just put the fear of death into the guy, right? And you're walking away. You think the conversation's over, and now he starts yipping at you for a promotion. And it's like you're gonna tell dude. the professor, you're gonna tell the emperor, aren't you? It's like, and uh, I'll still be in control, and I'll still be in charge. Does the Death Star's mine? Shut it! <laughs> it, just, it doesn't even. He doesn't even make the motion with his hand. You just seem like. Ah, ah. Well, when he turns around, you see yeah, it. Yeah, I know, like, but he's yeah. got it. You know, but low. you don't. You don't see it at first. You just see that guy like as if he owes oh. us all a punch now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as it's a low. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, the Vader in this was cool, and then seeing like his castle, and then like. You, you see this castle, and you see, like, lava just rolling in yeah, underneath it's it. It's a fortress of Darthitude. And you're like, of course <laughs> this dude would make his... Oh, because he's happy you made you, you made chuckle. <laughs> yeah, I got a chuckle from Chris. I'm happy. Fortress of Darthitude. That's the name of his castle. <laughs> it's canon. Episode title, Paul. Uh, um, but, like, yeah, of course he makes his castle on the planet, like... The, no, he, not castle. Fortress. But that's that's where he does it, like the planet where he burns up mm-hmm. and almost dies. Someone I work with didn't get that. Like, they, they were like, "Oh, will you go to Mount Doom?" I was like, "That's Mustafar." And they're like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah." Like, uh, that place has like relevance to him. Like, it that place carries weight. That's where Vader was pretty much born. born. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that they gave you like it's a new planet. And if they didn't say before they went to that planet that they're going to that planet, that they'd put up a little thing and tell you what planet that was. Mm-hmm. Okay, that reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy because Guardians did the exact same thing, and it happened often. And we had never gotten that in Star Wars before. Like yeah. before, it was always like, "Hey, you show up on a planet, and someone will mention it in passing at some point later." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I'm wondering if that was kind of just like a Disney carryover from uh, Guardians, where they're like, oh no, like this makes it seem a little bit more fast paced and like 
I think they just didn't want to have to explain what planet they're on. Yeah. And so, oh, you're on a planet that seems like a desert planet. They don't want you to go. It's Tatooine. Yeah. And is miss, this Jakku or and yeah. miss and miss the point where somebody says this is uh, mm-hmm. Judai or Jedi uh, or whatever Jedi Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, like this way, you just know, boom, that's what that is. And the only time yeah. you don't really get it is when you you I think you go to Vader's palace. Yeah, they don't show it there. And then when you go to the planet at the end, but they tell you <laughs> that that's where they're going. Like you, yeah. you hear them say that. So, uh, no, I liked it. Yeah, it' so solid. Um, as much as I was looking forward to it before, I feel like I had earned it. Like it paid off. Like my investment was returned. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just. Excited for whenever we get our Han Solo movie, whether that's coming like what twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Eighteen. It's yeah, every uh, other year. Every yeah. Okay. It's twenty seventeen. The next one is Episode Eight, which yep. comes out in December. Um, so we're going to be alternating between Star Wars stories and actual episodes. And uh, but yeah, they're teasing now that it is going to be the next one is going to be Boba Fett again. That's what the rumor is. Oh, the next after Young after Young Solo. See, and I want. You know, I want all new. Yeah, I love these characters so much. I want whole new stories with all new characters again. Like well, I think now that they know they can do that, like as long as it's taking place in that universe, or I shouldn't say universe, but galaxy far, far away. If they can find some sort of tenuous tie to stuff that's happened before, it, uh, it can play. It will work. Like once so, a rogue, once the once Rogue Squadron are. The uh, the old yeah, Rogue Squadron that Rogue was Squadron. X-wing fleet like yeah when's that coming yeah. out I thought that was a Star Wars story no. uh, yeah no they I think they were talking about doing that for a TV show oh I guess and I don't think that's happening I, I just want to be a rebel pilot guys like see I think sure. I think you'd want that because but I don't think it would work as a movie. Because you'd have to have enough stuff outside of the spaceships, mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh, I'm going to see this movie. It should be all like spaceship battles, oh, like the Hulk movies. Like you're gonna like kind of here to see the Hulk, dude, right? But yeah. if they did a TV series like they did Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. where you'd have that space battles half of the show, mm-hmm. and the other half is with you following those people it's all, on it's their all politics. Ship. Uh, or or hanging out. Well, not the politics, but the hanging out at the CAD or the what was it? Yeah, the cap and the other stuff that's going on in the ship and the other people, yeah. and then you know, <laughs> losing people bay. right and left. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'd work better as a TV show than it would uh, a movie. I wonder if I, I would like to see you know Han Solo movie because they're making that, and I think that'll be great, especially just rewatching um, Empire like two days ago I'm, I'm really looking forward to more young han and lando stuff i think that'll be a lot yeah. of fun i can't wait for donald glover as yeah lando Calrissian. that's yeah. gonna be so good he, he kid's a nerd that did well you know like he's he's in his element now i wouldn't mind if like they did another side story after that before they do boba fett well you know what'd be really cool is like we saw um the comic book Mm-hmm. Uh, that had been coming out um, the with the the Padawan, um, on oh, the yeah, yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin. No, the no. the last Padawan, oh, Kanan. Kanan. Mm-hmm. Something with that. Something about uh, they're doing something with that. It's called Star Wars Rebels. And apparently, Ghost had a uh, had a uh, little 
little uh, cameo in Rogue One. Yeah, there's um, the ship. I didn't know that. They're making was... when they're making the attack on Jada, and like they have the like the fleet coming out of hyperspace in front of like the shield generator there. Uh, it like there's a ship that looks like the ghost at least, kind of to the left uh, next to like one of the Mon Calamari cruisers. I heard it was and... confirmed that it is ghost. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, because then when you're actually on Yavin at the Rebel base, there's a page that comes over like the PA or whatever they call it in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, the space PA uh, for Captain Sandula, which is Hera, the the pilot of the Ghost. Um, so like. Yes, that's, this is that's him. That's him as an adult who gave up his, that. So I'd like, um, I'd like, I would say, but, not so much an adult, but like older yeah. than he was when he was a padawan. But yeah, mm-hmm. at least if he was a padawan, then he's if he was nine as the padawan or fifteen, and then it's, yes, it's hit maybe like twenty. Yeah, like a little bit older, old enough to grow facial hair. Yeah, but and then like kind of taking a padawan of his own. That, but also, I mean, there's still, I mean. Uh, what's his name has said that he'll do a Obi Wan movie, and I'd like an Obi Wan on the run, old grizzled Obi Wan, like having to leave Tatooine because he's afraid because somebody kind of picks up his trail and yeah. he's like and he's got to hunt that dude down. If the, I get, if people leave me here, they'll leave me. Oh no, home. <laughs> well, that's the rumors going around now. Is you McGregor has been so outspoken about like yeah I would. I would do this. I would do an Obi Wan movie. Like it could happen, but they haven't said anything about it because there's there's supposedly the ties to Ray from the episode movies, and that's going to tie into Obi Wan's history at some point because they do have Obi Wan speaking when she touches the lightsaber. Like, yeah. did you guys watch that Nerdist? The Nerdist uh, uh, rumor? I have video. Not. No, but did he hear it that? Uh, they're saying that the reason why we're not hearing about Obi-Wan and stuff now and Ray and why it's Obi-Wan's voice is because Ray is actually Obi-Wan's child and that, that it, it could be who knows and that in fact Luke and Leia aren't Vader's kids they're actually Obi-Wan's I've seen the rumor that Obi-Wan you know they could easily in the way the movie is cut and directed that it could be Obi Wan's. Mm-hmm. I have Obi-Wan seen that. And Amidala actually were the ones that fell in love while Anakin was away. I could buy that. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it's cut really well, but it also. They, and honestly, Obi Wan and Padme have more chemistry than <laughs> Anakin and Padme. So, oh, Anakin has no chemistry yet whatsoever. Like he was just. Uh... Uh, you know what's great? Now that we don't have to watch the prequels, we can just watch a really good movie called Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. And before uh, we have any more Star Wars talk, we're going to break into our yeah, because we're, last beer that uh, Paul and I are drinking. Because unlike Rogue One, we were expanding the universe. We were growing. We were getting uh, out of that story. Which uh, we're just about finished with. And this, Paul, is... Oh, something I was looking so forward to. Because, listen to this. It has pineapple and matcha green tea. What do Ooh. I love? Be- what do I love in a beer? Green tea, a tea flavor, tea. a tea. tea. Yeah, that you tannin- like the tanniny tea. The tanniny tea, and uh, or you know, and I was, I was really hoping for this, but this is a uh, sour, and that's about it. 
It's a uh, uh, so Berliner style wheat ale. Do you at least get like some kind of like citrus, nothing. like acidic no. pop? I get a, a, an acidic, but it's a, a sour acidic. You know, it's that I don't get I don't get pineapple, and I don't get the matcha. I don't get the green teeiness. There's the pineapple, like just roll the beer around in your tongue when you swallow, and then continue to kind of roll your tongue around. The pineapple is there. It is do you, something. Do you just get like that acidic, like eating into you, kind of. You really yeah. have to mm-hmm. search for it. Cause you, I got to be like Vader, leaving his fortress of Darthitude, looking for lost uh, Jedi, you like to find this pineapple. And apparently, yeah. I don't do a very good job because yeah. I don't find the one guy on my home planet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true what they say, kids. You can't go home again because if you do, you find the one Listen, Jedi you were looking for this whole damn time. He's half robot. You know how hard it is to get that sand out of your robot body. <laughs> Just That's gums up the, the gears. Yeah. This feels so good. This oil I bath have, is... I have earned this. Uh, it is... Excuse me, I'm sorry. It is something you have to search for. It's not that great. I'm not a huge matcha tea fan. And matcha is not going to give you the same tea Pea, taste yeah. that you want. Matcha is a green powder to make up a, a green tea drink out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's or not... to add to your baked goods to give it a green tea kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it delivers in the fact that it says that it's uh, a sour. Berliner, Berliner Weiss, which means it's going to be a sour beer, and it is sour. You you do <laughs> have a good to sour. It it's not bad. It's not the best one I've ever had. And to pay the evil twin brewing pricing prices, it's it's a letdown. How, do you know, remember how much? It was probably eleven ninety nine. That's not bad. That's not bad for Evil Twin. For yeah. Evil Twin, they could, oh, we're drinking a bomber here when you can for a twelve ounce bottle pay fifteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but if I'm going to pick up an Evil Twin, I should have picked up you know a Maple Jesus or you know yeah, you should have picked up a Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> anything with a Jesus title in the Evil Twin, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. This I saw matcha and I'm like, oh, I believe them because it's Evil Twin. Yeah. Barrel aged biscotti break. Yeah, that's really good too. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that was the last beer for them I had. Probably. Uh, it's not bad. It's not great. I wouldn't actively seek this out again. No. Um, I had a bottle conditioned pineapple IPA, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. Um, I got towards the end of the bottle. I shared it with some friends. And I got all the sediment in my glass, mm-hmm. and it just kind of tasted like grass clippings and pineapple. Sounds oh, great. Sediment strikes again. Uh, and everyone else was like, "Man, this is so pineapple-y. And I was like, "Mine tastes like grass." <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was from. Um, I still really like the pineapple sculpin. And you yeah, can, sculpin's really good. You mm-hmm. can do that. Well, you, you you like the regular Sculpin I do. so much more. You're like, why mess with it? But that gave me a really good pineapple flavor. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is. I, and I, I, I'm s- looking for that kind of pineapple from this, and I do now that I'm really hunting for it. Like I'm on the hunt for horror croxes. I am finding it a little bit. It's yeah. It's there on your tongue, but mm-hmm. then in the after it's for a second, and then it's just mm-hmm. acidic tart. Yeah. Uh, from the the sour beer, but uh, yeah, it, I mean it's not bad. I've enjoyed it. It's uh, shocking every time you have it. Mm-hmm. You get that. This is, 
Yeah, it's almost as shocking as not having the that. Oh, we're right into the movie. We don't have the credit <laughs> scroll. That we're not doing the scroll title scroll. Okay. Uh, Chris, were you going to open up uh, anything else, or yeah, you... I, I just need to go get it and rinse my glass. All right. And that beer that I'm opening is from Ska Brewing. I had a bunch of their stuff a few episodes ago. Um, you find those search for them over on our website, bangboard.com. Uh, this is Ska Brewing's True Blonde Ale. And this is their version of a Blondale. And guess what? Tastes like a Blondale. Tastes like a Blondale. Um, they offer a couple different sampler packs. The one that I got previously was a little bit more IPA-focused. Uh, when I was at the beer store today, I grabbed the other one. Uh, it has this, the Blondale, then it has their, um, their ESB, their bitter, and then it also has their... Uh, Rudy IPA. They're all like very good drinkable beers. Um, I picked this up because I I had had this one once before, the very first time I had Ska Brewing, uh, which I checked because I had checked into it on Untapped, and it was in March of 2014. So two years ago, uh, my thoughts remain the same. I put this at like three out of five. It's it's a Blondale. There's nothing stand out about it. It's just such a base beer that I don't think there's a Blondale that can really stand out and be like, wow, this. What's a Victory's Golden Monkey? Is that a Blondale? Uh, I think it's a Belgian. I think that's a Golden Ale. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a Golden Triple, though. Oh, okay. It's a Triple? I'm, I'm Googling it quick. Okay. Um, that's like it's a, a Belgian-style Triple. Okay. Golden Monkey Victory. I type in golden and Google just knows me. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say what it shows. Um, I haven't had something in a while, though. <laughs> uh, Thank you. John was very tickled by that. I could tell. Um, it, it's it's not a bad beer. It's a pale ale, though. It's, it's something that's, you know, lawn mowing beer. Mm-hmm. You, you drink it cold on a hot day. Um, we took a pause so I could, you know, crack my beer and sample it. There's some side talk about just movies. I've I drank the entire thing just in like the 10, oh, wow. 20 minutes, whatever we were paused for. And like, you drink it like water. There's really not a lot to it. And that's not Scott Ruin's fault. It's just that style. Pale ales just don't offer a lot. Like, same thing with Pilsners. It's just such like a pale like crisp beer that those are the things that you look for like mm-hmm. it's got some malt to it but not not much else and i think like with a with a pilsner or a kolsch it's that crispness that you want in it that refreshingness but how about a blonde ale but i'm like i'm telling ales. you here looking at victory's description of golden monkey uh nose loaded with belgian yeast banana clove uh, body equally fruity with light earthy hop. Man, Gold Monkey is something I want to try again. Yeah, we I, I remember us not, it, not loving it. I remember it having a little bit of too, a little sweetness to it that just was a little off putting. They uh, they take that and they make Sour Monkey, so they mm. do a sour version of that, mm. which uh, they're going to be doing in six packs. Mm. Uh, I think it's almost going to be year round because sours are the new thing. Yeah, and then they take 
a pilot like Poe Dameron and just make <laughs> me fall in love with him. Poe Dameron's so cool. Like, I, Isaac, is his, is his name Isaac Hayes? No. What's, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Southern Isaacs? Yeah, it's Isaacs. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar okay. Isaacs. I don't know actors' names. It's okay, Paul. But I would. You Isaac Hayes, though, and that's impressive. Well, he he has some like wicked games that he plays, right? Is that him? Well, no, no. That's you're talking about Chris Isaac. <laughs> that's Chris Isaac. Uh, uh, well, no, who's uh, the one that discovered gravity? Isaac Newton. <laughs> oh, oh, Paul right now so much. <laughs> but but what about the cookies that I like? Those are fig newtons. <laughs> I I didn't know where he was going. But those aren't cookies, Paul. Those are fruit and cake. Uh, so uh, sidebar, much like Poe Dameron, who is fruit. Sidebar, uh, Isaac Newton, right? Uh, in his later years, created calculus. Uh, was, he was like, oh yeah. Uh, he was super depressed. He had, like, nothing going on. So somebody, like, was like, hey, uh, you know, they're having trouble over in the Treasury. So he takes over running the British Treasury, and he takes down uh, these counterfeiters, mm-hmm. and he goes up against, like, a Moriarty-type person. And he spends, like, almost the rest of his life hunting this guy down do you know about this from an IDW comic book? No, no, no. no this is John, true. It's not a Moriarty character. It's a uh, Leo DiCaprio type character, and he's Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's where they got it from. But uh, <laughs> he gets this guy. He finally arrests. He, Calculus me if you can. He finally arrests him, and mm-hmm. the guy's got enough clout. Gets off scot free. Oh, did he buy his way out with counterfeit money? <laughs> he did. And then uh, he goes after him again. He finally captures him. But it's like this really cool part of Isaac Newton's life that nobody knows about. And he's just on the hunt for counterfeiters through Brit- Britain. Because he did everything cool like before he was 20, like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I created calculus. Oh, I discovered gravity. I'm 12. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like Francis Ford Coppola, right? He releases his whole journal about Godfather. He did that when he was like 22. I think he's 22. He was young. Francis Ford Coppola was really young when he directed Godfather. And he had all these notes and they're just like... Like I was listening to Fresh Air because I'm an NPR nerd with them. Uh, I guess they're replaying some of their greatest like uh, interviews from 2016. Man, it just... These young people that are doing such cool things, like Finn and Ray, <laughs> like they're so young. Yeah, so last year at this time, way back when, instead of talking about Rogue One, everyone was all a flutter about Star Wars Episode Seven, mm-hmm. Force Awakens. So good, BB-8. I can't believe it's a real thing. I know it's, it's not just CGI. Technology still boggles my mind. But yeah. Um, that movie went on to do almost $2 billion worldwide. Again, warranted. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie. That's kind of become one of my go-to, like, put it on in the background movies, just as I'm, like, cleaning or, like, hanging out. I, fantastic movie. I love the fact that they haven't released anything about 
the next one coming out. Uh, we don't even know the title for episode eight yet. And people are still just rumor-mongering everything about this movie. Uh, there is rumored um, titles because Disney went... Um, I think that in England they went for licensing uh, title I- names or just names. And so there's a bunch out there that people are like, well, we think this one's attached to the video game they're going to do. That might be the TV show they said they're working on, and this one might be the idea or the. Uh, and so yeah, it, because you you basically you have to mm-hmm. go out and buy the trademarks for things before you actually yeah. launch it. That way, nobody buys yeah the Star Wars bagged and board before you put out the Star Wars bagged and board. Yeah, or the website, and then release it as a porn site whitehouse.com when i was growing up it's like what <laughs> wrong site whitehouse.gov right that's still a porn site probably you don't know i've probably I'm going, it's been a i'm going to put on it's my got a lot of trump uh, parody on there now. i'm going to put on my incognito mode and check because <laughs> it does absolutely oh. nothing for me <laughs> but my wife still but checks I, my browser history i don't know you like it's now just a parked. It's just a parked uh, website. Public records online. Find them now. You know. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I, I feel like Star Wars Episode Seven reinvigorated me for Star Wars, much like Rogue One did again just this year, um, but in very different ways. Which is strange because they're both like, so nostalgic for what happened in Star Wars: A New Hope that it's strange that they both just kind of hit in very different ways. Yeah, Rogue One, like you said, Chris, it made you immediately want to watch A New Hope right again. Rogue One made me want to rewatch the tr- original trilogy. Uh, Force Awakens made me want to rewatch Force Awakens. <laughs> like, I just wanted more Force Awakens. Like, it didn't make me, like, it was so far separated, you know, and granted, it's, what, 30 years after the original trilogy, you know, in the storyline timeline, that I didn't. I didn't feel a need to go back and watch uh, Return of the Jedi before watching it. Like, I was getting everything I needed from the original trilogy within I, Force Awakens. I started rewatching Return of the Jedi the other night, and the DVDs I have are the special edition. Mm-hmm. So, oh, in sm- Jabba's Palace, that, with like, oh. like the Max Rebo Band song, as soon as that came on, it instantly just, like, it took me out of the movie. I was like, why did this seem like a good idea? And why is Boba Fett like head bobbing along to the song? I, I'm it's, okay with him flirting. Cause with, like, people the one will answer. like it. Like, yeah, it's okay, but like yeah, him uh, flirting, but him like getting into that song. Like no, Boba Fett do- doesn't dance. And that's I don't want to say like that's what makes me worried about a Boba Fett solo movie. Like that's where they go with the Star Wars like mm-hmm. stories. But like I'm I'm in the party that thinks like. Boba Fett is best when used sparingly mm-hmm. in the background, just as a badass. Like, I don't know if I need to see him like full on like true grit mode, mm-hmm. but who knows? Maybe that would be cool. I liked in um, the animated show the young, uh, the young bounty hunter, young mastermind, Bo- like Boba Fett. Yeah, like 
He still was a little annoying, though. Well, he was a shit kid, mm-hmm. but he still was badass, and I still enjoyed seeing him in that show. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, episode eight was probably aside from seven, the seven. Seven. I'm sorry. Was the aside from some of the prequels? Was the first Star Wars movie my wife actually sat down and watched all of? Hmm. And it was the first Star Wars movie that Lexi saw. And how is that? She watched, like, before the movie started, we went to the drive-ins to see it, mm-hmm. and she watched, like, Star Wars in eight minutes, okay. like, on YouTube. She watched, like, all mm-hmm. three movies that way, just to get an idea of everything. Right. Uh, and then, like, after we saw the movie, she's like, okay, I want to watch... I want to watch those. I'm like, I've been trying to get you to watch them. We started New Hope like four times. Because she wouldn't pay attention. And it makes me mad. <laughs> I, I'm married to somebody that could not give I know. a shit about Star That's Wars. That's why I've, I've never brought it up to her again, except for the one afternoon where I was like, I really want to watch Force Awakens. Like, I just had to make her pancakes. <laughs> oh, worth it. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good price to pay. <laughs> yeah, I got to eat pancakes and watch. <laughs> but she she was able to get all the, uh, the from the eight minutes videos. Like she got who Han Solo was, and like she got an idea of everything. And they but, did, it did. It was like I could just watch that, like and not watch, like just not watch the whole movie. How about she, for Lexi? I'm, I'm oh, guessing sorry. she had just like awareness from being a human being that's alive now as well though like did she have something kind of going into it uh not really because she was like oh i know the famous line like luke i knew your father (laughs) and i'm like no (laughs) sorry sweetheart (laughs) Eh, wrong so no she i mean no she watched some of the technically luke i am your father is the wrong quote as well I am your father. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, she had watched some of the prequels. She didn't pay attention. She had some, like, goofy boyfriend. She had some, like, some goofy boyfriends. Like, well, if you're going to watch them, we have to start with these. And no. I was like, no, you never. No. Never, you never start with those. You never need to watch those. It's like Crystal Skull. You don't have to watch no, that. I don't want to. Uh... What I like that now that you go to buy the Indiana Jones movies, if you buy the pack with Crystal Skull, it costs you less than <laughs> buying the pack without Crystal Skull. They're paying you to buy Crystal Skull. It's just how it is. It's an economic truth. But, Stephen, everybody enjoyed when Boba Fett danced, so they'll like Mutt swinging through the trees like Tarzan. Oh, Mutt! <laughs> Because he's named after a dog as well. Uh, we called Indiana. Indiana was the dog's name. But Stephen, yeah, they Star Wars like episode it. movies have been good so far. Yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> because there is no Lucas. Uh, I really think that is the thing that champions this. Is there's people wanting to make really great movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I, I think. Like one of the best things you can do is right now at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they have the Star Wars launch bay, which is kind of like their 
like exhibit for what's happening in Star Wars now and what came before. And there's like a 10 minute movie that you see when you go in that's basically starring the people who are behind Star Wars now. Like it's the executive producer behind the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. And then there's interviews with um, Gareth Edwards and Colin Trevorrow, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of like Lucasfilm. And it's just how these are people that grew up with Star Wars and want to do their best to make something that pays homage to and lives up to what it meant to them. Mm-hmm. And the people that are like the co-writer of episode seven was the kind of the writer of Empire Strikes Back. So I'm kind of excited for episode eight, knowing that there are some people that were involved with the Ridge Tridge. As some yeah. people like Which, to call it. Sidebar. Um, when you guys come out, do we have a Hollywood Studios Day planned? Uh, well, we haven't really planned any days okay. other than them going to Magic Kingdom and us running our butts off for the half yeah, marathon. Yeah, in the morning, so we have the afternoon yeah. free. Because we might need to go to the studio so you can check oh, yeah. out Launch Bay. Yeah, so and I want to hit, because there's a couple new um, Star Wars flying in the ship. Mm-hmm. St- oh, Star- yeah. Um, Right yep. now, yeah, when you go on Star Tours, you can That's still it. see Jakku. Oh, cool. Um, it's, it's locked in until, I can't remember when it gets pulled out of, like, the rotation, but it's going to go back to, like, completely randomized. But, like, right now, if you go on, you're guaranteed to see Jakku. Mm. So, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We were going to go to Sargara City that day, I believe. But we could go to Sargara City any day. Yeah. We well, do both. That's yeah. Stop if you check the Google Docs, you'll see the times that they're open and which days they're open. Because <laughs> it's on the Google Doc. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like, even after we run the race, if the parks were open, by the time we finish, we yeah, could just we stop there on the, the way the home. I, I do want to take a shower after. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm going to be. I'm going to be sweating, Russ. Yeah. Slack us up in a tin can, Paul. <laughs> we'll be fine. Everyone there will have been running the marathon that day. Like you're going to see people walking around still in their race gear with their medals oh, on. Like it's they're gross. I yeah. Put me on. Sp- they're in Disney World. No, it's, we'll Paul, go on a water ride, Paul. First, we'll do a water ride, and yeah, then we'll do be... a couple of water rides. I'm going to smell it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to uh, d- d- have you guys Steven wanted? Have you guys wanted to read any of the books that have come out, like Star Wars Aftermath, uh, the one that um, focuses on Princess Leia, or, you know, becoming General Are you talking Leia. about the novels? The novels, yeah. Uh, I've wanted to do a couple of them, but at the same time... The new ones. The new ones, yes. Not, uh, Rogue Squad- not the ones that we grew up with and loved, like Tales Which of... Which are now the Star Wars Legends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, uh... I, I actually, I do want to read them, but just with how... I am now. I know that I don't sit down and read word books anymore. Not even um, digitally? like because n- Not even digitally. Um, the last time I did actively read, it was last year, like pre this time, is hmm. like before holiday. I was part of a Harry Potter book club, and like we were reading the books and then watching the movies like right after. It's like you'd read half the book, talk about it, read the other half of the book, talk about it. Then we would all get together, watch the movie, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just life happens, and it's hard to get everyone together. Yeah. Um, the Star Wars novels that are coming out now that are like 
re-tied into the new Star Wars canon, I, I do have an interest in. I may actually pursue getting them like as audiobooks though because I, okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts on my way to work and like the first half of my day I'm in an office just me for like four hours so I listen to like a lot of music or podcasts but once I'm through like the back catalog of stuff I have I have no qualms with listening to them as an audiobook uh, yeah, and that's how I would do them too. I would do them an audiobook, and I'm just waiting to finish up this one series that I'm reading. And once that's done, I'll probably move on to other books. What's the series that you're reading? Uh, it's the Parker series. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like sixteen bucks. I think I just need three more. I got the Darwin Cook uh, yeah. uh, illustrated version of it. Yep, yeah, so do which I. I started reading, and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> it's gritty. Um, it's gritty. It's so gritty. Oh, that's like gritty. The books, it's like drawn on sandpaper. The I like I like the actual novels better than his take on it, right? Because you got a little more of the narrative, what's going on, and it, it, Darwin didn't capture that in the um, in the books, mm-hmm. so you didn't get more of uh, Parker's inner monologue kind of stuff that was going on. Like, you didn't even get, like, think bubble kind of things going on. Um, he did a good job, but he didn't do a great job, because I love that series. I'm actually collecting the series in hardcover, reading, and I've listened to all the books um, probably about four times. Wow. Um, and I just bought the books, and I'm starting to read them all now, too. Mm. Paul? Do you uh, have an interest in uh, yeah, Star Wars I, novels? Now, now, uh, now that Princess Leia is no longer with us, I definitely want to uh, read the Bloodlines book. You know, the one about her becoming the general. You know, and the the birth of the Resistance and everything. So after the fall of the Empire, and to kind of tie that into where we we're going to go next too with the comics, I actually really liked the Princess Leia series that Marvel put out, where it was her kind of being that steward of Alderaan, like after the destruction of the planet where she was going around trying to save whatever Alderanites mm-hmm. Alderanis like the people that remain out in the galaxy afterwards like to try to preserve their culture uh, and the well, comic books have been fantastic well since she wasn't actually born on Alderaan I just took that as a whole uh, cultural appropriation on her part you know she, just she didn't know that though you know just because Paul, this this is. I know. I was just right being now. a jerk. I was just making a joke. Uh, I enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed it what didn't I've, work. What I've read of the Poe Dameron, the uh, you know shift manager Vader, middle <laughs> management Vader was a good one, and um, I think I only read the first two, and I wanted to co- get the collected edition of um, the Lando book because I uh, really liked that Lando scoundrel book. Yeah, the first two of Lando was good. Um, also, same thing with like the Obi-Wan and Anakin book. Like, I read the first couple, and they were fantastic. The Attack of the Dirigibles. And, <laughs> and the, the, the Star Wars book by Aaron. Like, we've, we've jumped mm-hmm. a couple into them. We, we read that mm-hmm. um, Obi-Wan issue. Yeah. It's really good. Then that, I think that's, I mean, I think yeah. all the Star Wars stuff it's just so getting, it was, getting it around was to reading. Fantastic. I just want to know about the damn Force Tree. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Episode Eight from the Force Awakens, like before Shattered Brooke. Empire. Shattered Empire, right? There's a damn Force Tree. What the hell? 
Still waiting. It, like it, that blooms when Poe Dameron's conceived. Yeah, um, it's they're all fantastic, and my only complaint is it's too expensive to tr- uh, try to keep up on them. And this past month on Comicsology, they had their like quote unquote Star Wars sale, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is it. This is where I'm going to go in, and the, I'm going to do some damage. Everything that was actually included in the sale was pretty much like the first arcs of everything that we had already read. Ugh. So I was like, oh, I've already like paid full price for those books, or like I've at least had a chance to read them, and I didn't want to go back and like rebuy them. Yeah, I want them so, to come out in omnibuy. Give me a big omnibus of them. Like, give me the full like series, like fifty issues at a time, and let me just gorge myself on it. Because I, I think I'm that's how like the episode eight sale, where maybe the rest of the issues yeah. finally go on sale because. The Vader book's over now. That ended. Well, that ended for me when he got an intern. <laughs> oh, she was badass. <laughs> she, like, but she was an intern. <laughs> she was she was an intern, but she was awesome. Like with her badass like killer droids, like that was all fine. Like I had no issues with that. Um, I just i i want to I want to see more of this. Not just because it's quote unquote canon. It's like the new continuity. They're they might have some sort of reference or like Easter egg to some of this stuff going forward, but I just want to read more of it because it's really good stories, mm-hmm. which I feel like we didn't have before. Like we dipped our toes into the Star Wars books from Dark Horse, and they just they didn't have that, that weight. Grasp. Like yeah. there was nothing force choking you into it. Um, <laughs> their midi chlorian count was really low. <laughs> no, we don't talk about midi chlorians anymore. We're we're the, we're post prequel. We're post. The, but the Marvel Star Wars books, man, like mm-hmm. they've they've all been so well done, and well, they've done like, the just thing the caliber that, of creators that they're putting on them shows that yeah, Marvel and like through proxy Disney, like they care. They want this presented in the best way possible, and they're doing it. And that's the biggest thing that Dark Horse that had these books for years, they would give you, like, oh, man, this sounds like a promising idea. And it wasn't until the Brian Woods, right before they lost yeah. it, did they actually put a decent artist on a book. And even then, it was a little tough. But people love those legacy books, like the Star Wars legacy, oh, the continuing stories of, like, Hope so you know, of uh, Solo's kids. and Yeah, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. Like, I, yeah. I read a lot of those novels, like, growing up, and they were great. Like, they were so well done, but it just got like I don't remember which one I kind of like fell off at, but it, it was probably like everything else I used to love. Like I started playing more video games and mm-hmm. just didn't have the time or money to like throw towards it. But I still remember those books fondly. I agree, and I will always remember Star Wars fondly. And in fact, after we finish up here, I might actually turn on New Hope because. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, John, you're the one of us that has like the current-gen system. Have you played the new Star Wars Battlefront? I have not, no. It's uh, multiplayer only, so it's if, not like it's giving you a story. When they put out the story, if they because they were saying they're going to put out a campaign, that's what I like to play. I like to mm-hmm. play campaigns. And I didn't but want... Also, like, even the campaign is so, like, it's multiplayer. Like, you're basically just going from planet to planet shooting stuff trying to win like that skirmish like yeah i feel a little i 
I don't know. Like don't, the old Battlefront, like when you went from the Jedi to, you know, you were doing the Clone Wars and then all of a sudden you were hunting down Jedi and you you kind of end, you know, when you're raiding the ship with Princess Leia. Like that happens. Like you stun Princess Leia in uh, Battlefront 2. <clears throat> um, no, I just didn't get around to playing it. It's okay. I think if well, I'd probably get like a Game of the Year edition when the price goes down. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I know they had just put out like a new level, like which was Jada when Rogue One came out. Oh, cool! It's cool that but they're yeah. still supporting it. Um, but man, yeah, I I just I Steam sale just happened, so they had the complete uh, because now they have the old X Wing games out, and so I bought those again. Like all the X Wings. Anytime I see a Star Wars dogfight, I start thinking about those kind of games again. So good, and uh, there's a there's a mod group out that is doing a graphical like update for it. It's a free mod, and then they're saying that yeah, we're going to give away the like graphical update for free, and we're also on the side working with new campaigns and everything, which will be available for purchase, and that's how they're going to monetize. That's uh, cool. cool. So I'm I'm very excited for a graphical update for that because it is a little rough going to play it, but I got my. Joystick right here. And I'm Is that ready the to... old one that you used to have, or you get a no, new no. one? I, I bought a new one maybe five years ago. Yeah, you talk on mic. Oh, I bought seven one. Years, seven years of doing the show. I, uh, well, I reached down to grab my joystick, <laughs> and I got off mic. Um, yeah, so I probably <laughs> bought this. I've had this joystick for about uh, five years. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> it just sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's show. Thanks, everybody, that's... for listening. And we're uh, hopefully going to get back on our normal schedule. Yeah, we'll we be recording. Be to. My, um, I, I know I've apologized for this before, just because we've missed weeks, but I work two retail jobs, and this time of year is absolutely terrible. That's why we took a little bit of hiatus. But yeah, hey, Sunday. We, we, took an, we went every other week in December, because we did our episode. We, we took a week off. We did our not episode, our Christmas behind-the-scenes special two weeks, you know, after that, and now we're so I, releasing so I this one. It, I haven't listened to it yet because I don't remember anything from that show because it was just us talking. It's a little rough to listen to. There's a lot of dead air, and I apologize for that. But I try to edit out some of it, but there's, there's a lot of it. Uh, so. Yeah, we just wanted to put some type of content out there. But yeah, we're going to be getting back on, and it's only fair. I mean, we we put a lot of shows out, and nobody's writing and reviewing us. Two hundred and thirty-six. Nobody's finding us over on the Facebook. Uh, and we still keep trugging along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's take a little break during December to give Chris a break, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the poor fella. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be getting back on schedule with our same great shows and look forward to our look back our, our look back on the year and then uh, our look forward on things to come in 2017. Um, and I always things. love doing our um, annual look backs because – there's so much stuff that happens that I actually forget about until I start going through my notes from the year and be like, oh, holy crap, I saw that movie. I want to play uh, more Star Wars X-Wing, by the way. And yes. our, I kind of want to buy Armada. Uh, but also look forward to... I kind of want to buy Rebellion. Look forward to the look forward where all three of us will be back together again. An uh, Imperial Assault. And um, <laughs> so many good Star Wars board games, guys. <laughs> And uh, uh, Paul, over on comicbook.com right now, they have like an article that's like the best Star Wars board games. I just listed them all. It's X-Wing, Armada, Imperial Assault, 
Rebellion. Those Had those are them. And yeah. then Star Wars Risk. <laughs> and show. 